I'm right behind you, buddy. Man, that's a real shame when folks be throwing away a perfectly good white boy like that. Bueller. Bueller. Nobody puts a baby in a corner. Oh, gnarly. Hey, where's the beat? I want my MTV. I want my MTV. Are you telling me you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Live from Members Only Studios, welcome to Living in the 80s, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything having to do with the 1980s. The best that we remember. Good job. Very good, Mike. That was good. He was put on the spot, too. I was. I was yeah. reading. I wasn't ready. But you did it. You came through like a champ. Congratulations. You, you remembered it. I channeled my inner Matt. There it is. Last week, after the overwhelming responses oh. from your Living in the 80s podcast. It is in the top 10 percentile of podcasts globally. Globally? Wow. We talked about cheating songs. We did. Well, after you cheat, what happens? You You break break up. up. Yes, you do. And we're going to talk today. Usually, sometimes she'll take you back. If you're Ray Parker Jr., probably. (laughs) Unless you're not him, you probably are out of luck. But this week, we're going to talk about breakup songs. uh, Songs that... Maybe got us through a tough time or about a tough time. Uh, maybe they may not necessarily be slow, hard, tearjerker songs, but they are still breakup songs. Mm-hmm. One way or another, they're breakup songs. Before we do that, however, you know what it's time for, don't you? 80s Rewind. So this is the part of the podcast where we talk about something 80s that happened to us this week, whether it's a movie, TV, music, something that took us back to the 80s or made us think about the decade. And uh, we're going to start with you, Matthew, since you are proud of the fact that you're actually ready. Oh, yeah. It it might be odd that I come to a podcast prepared. And and I'm not fully prepared. Let's not kid myself here. But I do got this one ready. So 80s Rewind Moment was... uh, this whole fall season, actually, uh, I've gone to uh, just about a football game every week. I think I missed one week of, of football games. A lot of Friday night lights this year, which is great. Yeah, and I've been with and, you. And, and we've had a good time. Most of them as well, and we just enjoy the heck out of it. And it's it's just something about seeing those Friday night lights, and and that the those moments has taken me back to nineteen eighty five. When yours truly was the uh, Hamilton Township third string junior varsity quarterback. Wow, yeah. that's impressive. Yeah, 1985 third string junior varsity quarterback. How many quarterbacks were there? It was like eight or nine of us. <laughs> no, there, there was three. I was in three. <laughs> so I, I never, you know, never played. Obviously, uh, didn't get in a lot of games. Uh, again, I'm, I've said this before. Freshman year, I was four foot eleven. My sophomore year, I was five foot eight. So even like a big. Growth spurt there my sophomore year, 1985. Still not real tall as a quarterback in a high school situation. So uh, junior varsity game uh, might have been, I don't know, maybe like a minute 12 left in the game, and I got the call. Hmm. More go in. And so, 
you know, his handoff maybe here, handoff there, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm in there. I'm doing it. You know, it's not Friday Night Lights. At JV is like Saturday afternoon <laughs> games, but it was still pretty. And the crowd was awesome. Oh, um, yeah. Mom, dad. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but there was this one one moment in 1985 when uh, I got, uh, we did a little little seven-yard slant. And uh, here's Jimmy, there's Johnny Neiman. Doing a little crisscross, and he was—he was one dude shorter than me. I'm like, he was—he was just a little ball of pads running. <laughs> he had to be open, and I it was, it was a little roll left through the seven yard touchdown. Right, I mean, it was the uh-huh. most beautiful moment. It's one, one one of my highlights. I mean, I threw a TD like the last probably, probably like 20 seconds of a game that we were getting whitewashed in. It was, it was a pretty bad beatdown. Oh, so you but, tell the coach, had I been in the entire exactly, game? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. That's the resume's beat, you know. <laughs> but it was, uh, and it's the only touchdown I think I've ever thrown in a, a, an actual game. But boy, it felt good. So how many passes did you throw in your Hamilton career? Oh, yeah. I mean, probably, probably... Less than fifteen, probably. You know, okay. probably. Okay. Yeah. So one of those fifteen was a touchdown. You know it. <laughs> seven yarder, baby. It was, it was. It was. Beautiful. You couldn't go any further. You no. were seven yards away. I, so. We were in the end zone. Yeah. I mean, if, if we were ten, I could have hit the whole yeah. ten. That was great. Impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was uh, a beautiful moment. So, yeah, nineteen eighty-five third string junior varsity. Wow. Good stuff. That's impressive. I had an arm. <laughs> so. Sounds like it. Sounds like it. There you were is. rolling left and you threw with your right. So yeah. that's wow. that's impressive. Yeah. Across the body. That stuff. Mm-hmm. Still got it. I guess. Still play. I play last Sunday. I play every Sunday. You're like Patrick Mahomes before he was born. Thank like, you. Like you were. He's probably got Matt Moore tattooed on his. I mean, if you something. look close, I mean, he's got a lot. Yeah. But okay. Pretty sure. What about you, Kevin? I realized something today, Rob. Yes. We were together, well, not together like a couple, but we were together 35 years ago this month. Oh, I know where you're going. At an event up in yes. Cleveland. Yes. October 1987. One of the best concerts of all we time. We went and saw you 2 Here we go. Uh, on their Joshua Tree mm. tour. Was that at Municipal Stadium or Blossom? It was Municipal Stadium. That would be Blossom awesome yeah. tour. And the opening act, the first one was uh, Little Steven. And the Disciples of Soul. And the second was Los Lobos. <laughs> 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 on their La Bamba tour. Yes. Um, mm, after that La one song. Bamba. Yeah. Little Steven uh, is Steven Van Zant, who also happened to act <laughs> in Sopranos. And who um, happened to also play guitar for Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, we were at that concert, and it was uh, one of the one of the better concerts I've ever been to. Yeah. We were in like the first row in the balcony, so we had an unobstructed view. And uh, I remember what's that? Balcony? Are we at an opera? Are we yeah, at upper a... level? Upper, okay, upper okay, level. Thank uh, you. Whatever you want to call it. What, yeah. what would you call the upper upper deck? Okay, we're upper deck. Yeah, call it upper decker. And uh, and if you recall, the last one they played on their encore was forty. Yes. Which ends with them saying, how long to sing this song? And one by one, the band members left, and the whole crowd singing this. And then the concert's over, and everybody kept singing it. And then everybody starts leaving their seat and walking out of the stadium, singing this song, walking to the car. And I'm like, are we going to sing this all the way home? <laughs> that's, that's a two-hour drive. We're going to stop singing this song. It just went on and on. Yeah, people are singing it, was, it in the streets. It, it was, was the wildest thing. It was a, just the way the band just kind of... 
threw their arms around the crowd and just brought them in, and it was it was truly very an amazing event. Yeah. One of, one of the funniest parts I had I I remember <laughs> though was well there's there's several of them. Uh, one of them was when Los Lobos was playing mm. and a plane was flying overhead. So if you remember in the movie La Bamba, it's about the story of Richie Valens who dies in a plane wreck with Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper. And uh, when it happens, uh, they flash to Richie's brother Bob who goes, Richie! A, f- a plane's flying overhead and you see him yell. Yeah. And so a plane flew overhead and... And it was Kevin that yells, Richie! And every <laughs> time a plane went overhead that evening, he was like, Richie! Yes. Oh, wow. It never got old. It never, it never got old. Always Maybe funny. to the people around us. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. you guys like stop it already? All right, we've seen La Bamba. Okay, we get it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, was, that was an awesome concert. Oh, uh, yeah. that's good. How about you, Snowball? Well, a couple of days from now, it'll be Halloween. So thinking back to the 1980s when we were kids and the Halloween costumes that we got, that nice quality plastic mask with yes. a rubber band and two staples. Oh, wow. Yes, the plastic mask would cut literally into your eyeballs in your in your mouth. You get like chapped oh. lips from you couldn't breathe, so you had to take the mask off to breathe. <laughs> yes. So just a little. You know, flashback as we're in our Halloween of how bad our costumes really were. Yes, they were. They were. They were pretty crappy. Yeah. So I, I actually have two moments I want to share. Okay. Two of them. One of them I remembered as Matt was talking about football. So Matt, I'm sure you remember this. Kevin, maybe you were here too. We would like, of course, we'd be at Cardo's, and we would leave Cardo's, and we can drive up to the Ohio State campus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the the gates to um, to get in the shoe, the Ohio Stadium, the horseshoe, the one of the biggest stadiums in the world, would be open. Yep. And there'd be just enough lighting in there that we would go play pickup football games. Absolutely. So I remember doing that, and I um, I threw I threw a few touchdown passes. Sure did. Ran touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. I've got more touchdown passes in Ohio Stadium than Quinn Ewers did. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> I should have been a scholarship That's athlete. Right. Should have been. But, man, it was so fun because, like, we were awesome. there where the legends were playing. It was all AstroTurf back then. It was just, it was a blast. Very cool. It was a blast. Mm-hmm. A even after we're done, we're throwing the ball around. And nobody came. No security came and never ran us off or nothing. Out. Could never get now, away with that today, now. today, there's no way. <laughs> no. But back then, it was a ton of fun. So that's that's my one moment. The other moment, which I I, I was stumped earlier because I knew I had one but couldn't remember what it was. Uh, I caught this show on Netflix the other day. It's called Candy. So Candy is a story of a Texas housewife that kind of loses it, and she maybe kills somebody, and. It, the main character is played by Jessica Biel. Hmm. And so she doesn't even look like herself in the movie. But it I've, I've only I'm only one episode in. It's very good. So if you want to see that, it takes place in nineteen eighty. So hmm. that's that's why there that's why there's that tie in. So there you go. yeah. So that's it. Candy cool. on Hulu. So check it out. All right. Uh, we're gonna take a break and we'll be back with our breakup song. So hang tight. Families have a lot going on. 
Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to Living in the 80s, where we are going to talk about breakup songs of the 80s. But before we do that, just like we did with the cheating podcast, we're going to do the same thing. Talk about some movies that had famous breakup scenes hmm. in the 80s. All right. Snowball, you got this look on your face like you didn't look at the spreadsheet I sent you. I didn't look at the spreadsheet you sent me. I had my own spreadsheet. Matt? I didn't know there was a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> I know you saw it, Kevin. I looked at it, of course. Oh, jeez. You guys. You know, I put all this time and energy and effort. I feed you guys. I, I just give you a little bit of homework. Wait, are we, what do you are do? we breaking up? Are we breaking, are we breaking up? up? <laughs> I'm getting nervous here. <laughs> I guess how it happened with the Beatles. <laughs> Pretty sure. Okay. So, in the 80s. There were several movies that kind of tugged at our heartstrings, little breakup scenes, or maybe the whole movie was based around a breakup. So we're going to talk about some of those right now. Say Anything, mm. 1989 movie starring John Cusack and Iona Skye. Diane Court falls in love with Lloyd Dobler. <laughs> Lloyd Dobler. That's a great name, man. Her life gets co- really complicated and she breaks up with him. He's heartbroken and he tries to win her back. And I'm pretty sure that the boombox scene is what sealed the deal for him. I think so. Iconic. Iconic. Kevin, you want to read the next one? Or I don't have it over front of me. Okay, so. all right. I'll, I'll just read them off for you guys. <laughs> We're going to bring up Last American Virgin again. Yeah. We talked about it last week. Um, Karen breaks up with Gary the hard way by cheating with his best friend. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. She's a jerk. Uh, pretty in Pink. From 1986. Molly Ringwald, Andrew McCarthy. Blaine breaks up with Andy because she isn't in the same social circle. That's rough. What a fool. Yeah. Terrible. How shallow. How shallow. 1984 brought us 16 candles. So there's a lot of breaking up here. Jake Ryan, played by Michael Scheffling, breaks up with his girlfriend Caroline, played by Haviland Morris. Because he falls for Samantha Baker, played by Molly Ringwald. Molly. So what's the bigger stretch there? Ah, that's tough. Well, because Jake ends up with Molly Ringwald. Yes. And then Anthony Michael Hall, Farmer, Farmer Ted. Ted, ends up with uh, Caroline, who is very much a woman. They show mm. us earlier in the shower scene how much of a woman she is. <laughs> Yeah. I believe it was a sound effect they I used. think it was. <laughs> and Caroline finds love in the waiting arms of Farmer Ted. So I, I would I would venture to say that's probably the bigger stretch. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. I would think so. Even 80s era Michael Anthony Hall. I don't know. Farmer Ted's got game. <laughs> or Anthony Michael Hall. I keep wanting to confuse him with a Van Halen bassist. Yeah. Yes. Well, Farmer <laughs> Ted did have game. And fresh breath. He, he certainly had confidence. He did. Have, he, he shouldn't have. He did, but he had confidence. The best scene in that movie still is when he's trapped inside that coffee table. <laughs> Jake! <laughs> so, I just did the hand motions. So. I got one for you. Oh, here. go ahead. So, 
So name this movie. Here's the breakup line. I really think it's in my best interest if I went out with someone more popular. Uh, Better Off Dead. Yes. Yes. Beth to poor Lane Meyer. Poor Lane Meyer. Mr. Meyer. (laughs) (laughs) That Um, still holds up as one of the funniest movies of the whole decade. So. That's classic. So, do do you recognize um, any uh, Cobra Kai Karate Kid stars in that movie? I'm sure there is, since you mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the crazy uh, Asian brothers who would always pull up beside yes, Lane, yes. the one that talked like Howard Cosell. Yes. Oh no, not now. What do they want? They want a race. Lane Meyer, the kid from Greenback. See, here's a good example. Two brothers, one speaks no English, the other learned how to speak English from watching the wide world of sports. You tell me which is better, speaking no English at all or speaking Howard Cosell. That was Chosen. Chosen. From uh, Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Who, Who really is... Very much an American guy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> too late. Too late. Too late. Yes. <laughs> too late. Too late. And, and when he talks, he has no accent. That's so funny. He sounds very American. So when he uh, does the whole Asian thing so, in in so Cobra Kai, he's that's pretty all. much a sellout. I don't know if he's a sellout. Like he's an, he's, he's, he's an, an actor. actor. He's, he's an, an actor. actor. He's a thespian. Yeah, trapped in a man's body. Okay, some kind of wonderful. Mary Stuart Masterson, Eric Stoltz, Leah Thompson, and Craig Shiflett. Amanda breaks up with a popular Hardy Jens, goes out with Keith Nelson, who has a crush on her. Once he gets the girl, he leaves her for his best friend Watts, who is in love with Keith and has been for years. Quite a weird, probably the worst of the John Hughes teenage movies. I don't know. But that lots I've ever of freaking out. As an 80s aficionado, you probably need to see it for the cultural relevance, but as a movie, not, not that great. No. And the final one I have here is Can't Buy Me Love mm-hmm. from 1987. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Dempsey and Amanda Peterson. So Ronald Miller is the brainy nerd. Cindy Mancini is the popular attractive girl. She ruins her mother's dress and he agrees to pay for a new one if she pretends to be his girlfriend. They end up falling for each other and he blows it with her by acting like an idiot and they break up. He realizes what a dope he's been and tries to win her back. Mm. Moron. Moron. Sounds, sounds like most movies made in the 80s. Yes. Yeah. It kind of um, There was one other breakup. It wasn't necessarily the main theme of the movie, but if you recall, um, in Fast Times, mm-hmm. Brad Hamilton, he's going to break up with his girl because oh, he's yes. a senior and he's a successful guy. Mm-hmm. And he... Lisa, I have something to tell you. Look, I'm a senior now. I'm a single successful guy. And I've got to be fair to myself. Lisa... I think I need my freedom. And then he loses a job, and he's like, I'm so glad I've got you right now. She goes, well, I was going to tell you. <laughs> it's our senior year. We should probably break up. So everything was just kind of going wrong for Brad at that part of it. Yes. Uh, and it just so happens that same girl is the same one that breaks up with Lane Meyer. Oh, man. She is a heartbreaker. She, dream maker. Love taker. Don't you Don't mess, you mess around. around with her. Come on. <laughs> I like how we finish each other's sandwiches. <laughs> Sandwiches. I love that. <laughs> Simpsons reference. Yes. All right. So now, what you've all been waiting for 80s breakup songs. Here we go. 
So we're going to start with Kevin, who's got an epic one for us. Well, if we're going to do a, a podcast about breakup songs, we might as well do one by Greg Ken called The Breakup Song. Is, is it a breakup song? Was that a breakup song? I think it is. That's a breakup song. That was, that was a breakup yes. song. Um, and in fact, it starts off with, uh, we had broken up for good just an hour before. So this is a fresh, uh-uh, this is a uh-uh, fresh uh-uh, breakup. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, he makes a great point in this song. He, ha- he, has a, he says he goes in and he hears music playing. And he says it's the same old song with a melancholy sound. So he's hearing a song. And so... It's hard to, hard to keep a straight face when he's doing that. So it's the truth, though. When you're dating someone, you usually you're like you got that, those they're playing songs. our song. Yeah, they're playing our song, and then you break up, and all of a sudden that song has a completely different meaning to you. You might hate that song now, or mm-hmm. you might get uh, weepy eyed when it comes on. And and so he's kind of like going through that. They just broke it up. He come, hears the music, and already it, it's taken on a different meaning for him. So yeah, the breakup song. Very good one. I love that song. Always yeah. have. About you, Matt. Uh, my first one's going to be it's uh, Huey Lewis in the news. If this is it. Please let me know. Just let me know. Mm-hmm. If this ain't love. Baby, just let me go. Yeah. You've been thinking. I've been drinking. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's it's just, it's the, it's kind of a sad, pathetic song of a guy just begging this chick to let me know what's happening. There are some bad man-begging songs here on the list. We'll yeah. get into I mean, <laughs> this. Well, then this will be the first one out the gate. I mean, he has just been... I mean, it's it's kind of sad. Uh, I've been phoning, night and moaning. <laughs> it's, it's, I like the way he rhymes morning with phoning. This is good. Uh, and I heard you say, tell him I'm not home. I mean, it's mm. just... it's That hurts. You know, take take a hint, Huey. I mean, she don't, she don't want you no more. Yeah. And uh, it, it's, uh, it's it's sad to hear sometimes. It's, a, it's more of an upbeat song. It's, it's not the saddest song you're ever going to hear. No. But uh, it is but he, definitely. He just, he just wants to know the status of the relationship. That's just checking in. Just let, let me know. know. Let me know. Yeah. Do you recall? I recall this conversation all the way back. When did it come out? Eighty two, something like that. Eighty mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Uh, I remember us having a conversation about in in the video. It shows the girl's breaking up with him, and he's kind of depressed at the end. And then this other girl shows up. And we were debating which one's better looking, which, yeah, you, you, yeah. you and I kind of agreed. That the one that shows up at the end was better, so he's kind of upgrading over the girl. That's sure, yeah. Maybe that's why he had a more successful career. He kind of got more positive. You know, it's yeah. the power of love. It's the power of love. <laughs> <laughs> it's a curious thing. Tell you. <laughs> what do you get, Rob? Uh, I, I think Snowball goes first. Oh, oh thanks. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, he shows up with the, again, two weeks in a row with the ankle bracelets. <laughs> I mean, he's all on. cocky now. He is. He's. You know, amplified. I am. Uh, all right, this one. I believe a couple guys just saw them in concert just a few weeks ago. 
Little Night Ranger? Oh. Yeah. How, how did they do when they performed When You Close Your Eyes? Fantastically, they did a, they did a great job with this. Amazing, yeah. It was uh, I, I, it's probably the third time I saw them in concert, and they just man, they have not missed a beat. They sound amazing today. Well, my interpretation of this song is I believe it's an old love from the past that he's struggling to truly get over. This is to me it was when they were younger. Now he's a little bit older. He's drinking all the time, you know. And he always wants to know. You know, when she closes her eyes, does she think about him? Because obviously he's thinking a lot about her. I agree. So, and to me, that's the whole premise is that he just isn't over her yet. And, you know, he wants to know, does she still have a thing for him? Yeah. But we never find out if she does. If only they'd had Facebook back then. They could look each other up. They could. They could have connected. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get the same impression. I think time had passed. It's been several years. And they might have been from, from teenage to, like, you're in your 20s or maybe in 30s, and he's still thinking about this long-ago relationship. So, yeah, I love that song. Yeah, that's that's my favorite Night Ranger yeah, song. Yeah, It's an awesome song, which I almost included Goodbye by Night Ranger Yeah, as a song, but uh, we didn't want to use two Night Ranger songs. We don't songs. want to double dip, even though they deserve it. They do deserve it. They do. Yeah, amazing. For my first song, I made a change. Now, originally, when we first did the podcast... First of all, I didn't have this croupy thing going on with my voice when we were all together. I had Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. Afterwards, I remember this other song, You Don't Want Me Anymore by Steel Breeze. This song was released in the summer of 1982, and I changed it for this reason. I remembered it later, I loved the song, and anytime I will listen to this podcast in the future, I would have been mad at myself for leaving this song out. Fun fact about this song, when we very first started the Living in the 80s page, the very first song of the day was this one. So... Not only is it a good breakup song, not only is it a great song, period, but it has a little historical background to it as well. In fact, after we got done recording the podcast, we were bouncing some texts around with about a dozen other songs that we somehow missed. So, this song here, love it, and it has a rightful place on today's list. All right, we're going to take a break here real quick, and we'll be right back for round two of our favorite 80s breakup songs. Thank you for listening to Living in the 80s. We want to take this opportunity to thank all of those that helped make this possible. First and foremost, we want to thank Anchor for providing this platform for us to share this podcast. We also want to thank Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, 
iHeartRadio, Tuned In Radio, and about a dozen others. We also want to give a special thank you to Star1079.com and Roundtown Radio, where you can hear this podcast weekly. Also, be sure to check us out at our website at livinginthe80s.us, and of course, on our Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Thanks, and back to the show. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. We're in the midst of our breakup song of Palooza. Is that a word? It is a word. Is it, it, it is now. now. Yeah, yes. It is now. <laughs> so we are going to uh, start off with Snowball this time. Okay. So Snowball, kick off round two of uh, your favorite. All right. This songs. is just one of their many hit songs. Uh, Billy Vera and the Beaters. <laughs> <laughs> one of their many hit songs. <laughs> At this moment. What did you think I would say at this moment when I'm faced with the knowledge that you just don't love me? Love so, this song was actually made famous. Well, let's back it up a little bit. This song was originally released in 1981, it was a live version. And had very mediocre, you know, sales requests. It peaked at 79 on the Billboard mm-hmm. 100. But then five years later, it had started appearing on the uh, hit show uh, Family Ties mm-hmm. with Michael J. Fox. And it ended up becoming the love song, so to say, for Alex Keaton and Ellen Reed, who was actually Tracy Poland, who later in life becomes Michael J. Fox's wife. Wife. Um, you know, but the funny thing is this song is truly a breakup song, but they're playing it as they have their first kiss and kind of throughout yes. the relationship. And it really doesn't, doesn't fit. It doesn't fit until the very end when she leaves and when they break up. Yeah. I mean, so, um, it, it's really about a song where she's found somebody else mm-hmm. and she's dumping him and he's like, well, what did you think I would, you know, hit you? Scream at you, yeah. cuss at you. I mean, that's what basically yeah. you know the song is about. So it's really not that much of a uh, love song, it you is. know, as it was portrayed on the show. But you know, it was truly a breakup song. Yeah, he's so desperate, doesn't he? Say if you if you stay, I'll subtract twenty years from my life. life. Yeah, that's a pretty big commitment. Yeah, yeah. come on, Billy. He's so, gonna get out yeah. on Where's your hands and knees and walk through the pouring rain. Well, he actually get. says he'll fall on his we'll knees be, and yeah. kiss the ground that she we'll walks walk on. Yeah, and just hold her again. And I want to say, man, get up off your knees. Hey, <laughs> man, respect, man, get the ankle bracelets off. <laughs> man up. Here we go. We'll find another woman. Him and Huey Lewis, man. They need to man, man up. up. Man Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Speaking of man up, Kevin, give us yours. Yeah, well, let's keep the sad, pathetic man. Uh, hard habit to break by Chicago. So along with the same theme, uh, a guy almost groveling, um, and he, he's lamenting that he didn't realize how good he had it until she was gone. It says he found out just a little too late. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I, 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 I like this. He's kind of like reflecting. It's like, okay, I, I was acting like you were lucky to be with me, but now I know I was the one that was lucky. And so he's, he realized now that she's gone, how, how great he had it. So, yeah. um, he's, he's reflecting a little bit too late at this point. A little too late. Day late, dollar short. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, my my second one's going to be the song, and it's and it's just kind of in the same vein as yours, there, Kev. Uh, Always something there to mm-hmm. remind me by Naked Eyes. And every step I take reminds me of just how. Came out in 1983, and this is just a really sad dude. <laughs> when you hear this song, it's like this dude is broken hearted. I mean, in in the lyrics of the song, it's like there's there's not a whole lot more that's said in the song other than the one line. Always oh, something there to remind me. Everywhere I, he looks. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, I, long, I walk along the city streets. You used to walk along with me. Every step I take reminds me of just how it used to be. I mean, it's just, it goes on and on and on. And, and, but I, I think it's like 15 or 20 times, uh, it's close to 20 times in a song, the phrase, always oh, something there. To remind me. Yeah. Oh my gosh, every time I turn around. So if I'm his therapist, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to recommend you move somewhere else. <laughs> Find some new city streets yes. to walk on. New neighborhood, <laughs> new city, new state, Get new restaurants, out, new everything. Yeah, I mean, it's really, uh, yeah, it's kind of fun. Oh, that's great. So my um, second song is Missing You. By John Waite. his woman that he's not missing her. I am missing you. Everything about him is contrary to that. Yeah. So she's gone. I think and he's trying to convince himself. That's exactly it. Yes. Yes. And there is a small part of this. I found this out on um, the living in, or not living in the 80s, uh, that other show, uh, 80s on 8, on Sirius XM. They have a podcast where some of the MTV VJs are talking about it. But for a brief period of time, John Waite dated Nina Blackwood. And the MTV VJ, mm-hmm. the hot, sultry, vixen-looking thing. Definitely a smoker. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can really tell now when you hear her voice, she can barely hey, talk. Baby. But back in the day, she was the it girl. Um, like every guy just went nuts after. But they dated for a while. And there's a small part of the song he dedicated to her. And when he was in England and they were dating, he sent her a telegraph. Because, you know, you couldn't, like, 
send a text or an email. Mm -hmm. You would have to send a message that way. Have any of you ever telegraphed a girl? I have (laughs) not. I couldn't really afford to send a telegram. Can you still do that? I might send my wife one. So the part in the song says, and there's a message I'm sending out like a telegraph to your soul. And he had done the song. He was in the studio, and he called her. Because... After you know their relationship wasn't real long, and they they parted as great friends, and they st- and they're still great friends till to this day. And he played that part for her. He's like that that little part there. That's for you. And she's like, she said she's almost in tears because no one had ever like written a song about her. She's like, even though the song's not about me, that little part dedicated to me just made my day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the next time you hear a little part, think about Nina Blackwood. You guys ever written a song? Um, I'm sure I have. It's probably dumb. I don't know. On, I picture you writing songs. I write the song that makes the young girls cry. Yes, you do. <laughs> have you ever written one? No, no, I haven't, but I was thinking we could collaborate, write us a song, and oh. perform it right here <laughs> on the Living in the 80s podcast. Oh, we should. You know, we, maybe we could work on that for like, be really the next cool, podcast. I am very confident it. we could come up with the lyrics. I yeah. have no the doubt lyrics. about that. Between the four of us, we could come the up with lyrics. Great would lyrics. Be really, I, I don't think we got a singer in the band. Oh, we will blend it all together. I don't think it's a requirement. Maybe it yeah. could be part of it, could be rapping. Have you really Biz Markie singing? Yeah. Biz Markie. Didn't stop him. Yeah. That's right. That's true. So, yeah, uh, Missing You, great song. Went to number one back in 1984. And John Wake, former lead singer for the Babies. Uh, he's had a great career after that. This song has been covered by Tina Turner, Alison Krauss, and a host of others. And he even remade it himself as a country song. <laughs> well... Yes, so it it was a is on the country charts apparently. I I didn't realize that until I started you know, doing a little research on the song. But there is apparently a country version. Hmm. Well, <laughs> let's give a little listen, shall we? Okay. And joining John Waite on that duet was the lovely and talented Allison Krauss, who has the voice of an angel. So, not as good as the original, mm. but it's John Waite. So. He's trying to cash in on it one more time. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you know what? If it worked the first time, it'll work countrified. So, All right. One more quick break. We'll be back with our last round of breakup songs. And uh, stay tuned. Welcome back to Living in the 80s. We are in our final segment, our last round of breakup songs. So we are going to start with Snowball this time. Okay. I don't know why I am drawn to songs like this that uh, are just pathetic (laughs) masculinity. Maybe that's why I'm drawn to you guys. (laughs) I don't know. Because because you want to be around guys that actually are masculine to help you maybe pull up your self-esteem a bit. But go ahead. Get to the point. Okay. Well, this song... Anklet. You should call it Anklet. (laughs) (laughs) This song most appropriately peaked at number two in 1980, All Out of Love by Air Supply. There you go. So lost without you, I know you were right. 
Number two, because it sounds like number two. That's why. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Carry on. Carry on. Okay. Well, the lyrics, I'm going to be honest, they're pathetic. I'll just kind of give you the opening line. All right. I'm lying alone with my head on the phone. Thinking of you till it hurts. <laughs> okay, well, hold on, hold on. How many have you been there? Have you, have you had those? Have you been on the phone for those minimum three to four hour phone conversations? Not sure what's going on in a relationship, and you just lay there talking it out. Yes or no? Well, this sounds like he's waiting for a phone call. That's yeah, not coming. He's, he's just... Oh, he's waiting on a call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's. He's not like you, Matt, where you were trying, bored trying. of the girl trying to get off the phone. That this guy's wishing the girl would yeah. talk to him. He okay. wishes he could carry her smile in his heart. <laughs> <laughs> For the times when life seems so low. Oh, wow. Uh, wow. He's all out of love. He's so lost without her. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, we're just four Aww. dudes sitting around. Talking about some really cool tunes. (laughs) And this is probably about as cool a song as there is. Wow. Lying alone with my head on the phone. Thinking of you till it hurts. I know you're hurting. (laughs) I couldn't go any higher. But what else can you do? Tormented and torn apart. Oh, that hurts. That's wow. nice one. Yeah, well, I gotta ask a question, fun. Kevin. Did you own an air supply T-shirt? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I didn't. I owned the first air supply album. Okay, that was all right. That's I, close. I, I got it on uh, like um, Columbia Record and Tape. Well, you had to. They probably sent it to you a couple hundred times. Yes. No, I think I actually ordered it. <laughs> I was trying to <laughs> help you confession. out. That's before I knew uh, my my musical tastes were re- they were unrefined still back then. Yeah. So. But I like Lost in Love, the first single, which is why I bought the album. And then it's like, this thing's crap. <laughs> so, Well, they are oh, from Australia. <laughs> so is NXS, though. Yeah. Oh. And ACDC. Big yeah. difference. Hello. Minute work. Rob, we're going to test PGs. your knowledge. Okay. So what is the name of the two singers in Air Supply? Russell Hitchcock and Russell Graham. Graham Russell. And Russell. Russell. Very, very close. close. Very, good. Close. very, very close. That's impressive. Thanks. I mean, you're no Matt Moore when it comes to trivia. Yeah, you know? I, mean, I try. Uh, I, I, wish, I only wish I could level. achieve that level of <laughs> trivial greatness. Yeah, you'll have that. You're my hero, Matt. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Kevin, please take us away from air supply. Okay. A uh, little more upbeat than that. And uh, this one is Would I Lie to You mm. by Eurythmics. that band oh go on so so the reason what? i chose this one uh first of all i didn't i never like guess picked up that this was a breakup song but clearly she's breaking up with someone and unlike some of the other songs where it's these guys it's almost begging the ladies to stay she's like i'm out of here <laughs> this is kind of like that female empowerment she's like i'm done with you and uh i've packed my bags and i'm heading out the door like she's she's dealt with this person so a little more of an upbeat song, and she almost seems like she's glad to be getting out of a relationship. So, that shows Eurythmics. Now, you just said you don't like Eurythmics. I do not. 
Really? None of their songs. Not that I can recall. Wow. Hmm. What about those sweet dreams that are made of these? No. Who are you to disagree? I am. I think think the only Eurythmic song I can think of that I don't really like is Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves. Yeah, I don't like that. It just just sounds Um, too... When I do hear that, I think of the Simpsons episode where Millhouse and (laughs) Bart are jumping up and down on the bed. They had found some... (laughs) They found some wigs or... I can't remember how, but they found some wigs. And they're jumping up and down the bed singing Sisters are Doing It For Themselves. <laughs> Anytime I hear that song, I think of that scene, and I'm like, right, then I change the station because that song's horrible. Sisters are doing it for themselves. Hey, why is this door locked? Oh no, it's Dad. What's going on? And I want a non-gay explanation. But like, um... <laughs> Love is a Stranger is a song that yeah. I didn't like as much back then that I think mm-hmm. now is like one of my more favorite songs yeah. by Eurythmix. So I, I think they're incredibly talented. Yes. Now, were you thrown off by the red hair and the short? I kind of dug that, but no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I didn't like. I'm like, she's so pretty. Why didn't she do it to her hair? Right. So Interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right, Matt. Uh, mine is, a, well, I guess a, a group that was referenced. Um U2, you guys were talking about the Joshua Tree yeah. concert there. Uh, 1987, With or Without You. Slide of hand and twist of fate On a bed of nails she makes me wait And I wait without you I mean, it's just it's just one of their more iconic songs. Uh, got a lot of love even later in uh, in, in the '90s with uh, Friends. I got a big push there as well. Uh, but it's just one of those songs. It's um, I mean, you just can't uh, can't live with or without you. Uh, it's just it's just it's kind of sad, really. Undecisive. Make a decision. I, I, yeah. You know, step up to the plate here. You got a little sleight of hand. You got a twist of fate. You got a twist of fate. On a, <laughs> on a bed of nails. Nails. She, she's making, 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 making weight. Yeah. Women. Yeah. But, I, but, I have a wait. woman laying on a bed of nails. That's pretty impressive. Think though. about that. I mean, for really? Yeah. Think about that for a second. Pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, I mean, the, the song. The, the, the song, I mean, not the 80s, but it, it's kind of, when, when you think of the Ross and Rachel relationship for this yeah. song, it kind of is the whole thing uh, in Ross and Rachel in the 80s, or in the 90s, or that's the big breakup, you know, oh, yeah. shebang there. Are they going to get back together? Are they going to get back Man, they tease it for like three up. years. Because I like watch Friends reruns now at mm-hmm. night, nothing's on, you know, Yeah, it's on. It's like, oh my gosh, they do drag that out for a long time. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of play on that. They sure did. Yeah. And you know that was U2's first number one song? First number one song. Yes. I remember when that was released, uh, the DJ on QFM 96, when they you know, they weren't playing U2 on Top 40 radio yet, so the, the rock stations would play it. And the DJ says, when U2 puts out a record, it's like God puts out a record. Like, mm-hmm. It's just that powerful and just so, you know, 
this is a band that was like full of emotion when they sang. And yeah, great song. Good stuff. My final song is uh, comes from 1982. The band's name is Scandal. The song is Goodbye to You. Goodbye to you. This is a very upbeat song, very mm-hmm. peppy and lively, and I I love this. She says, those times I waited for you seem so long ago. I wanted you far too much to ever let you go. And then later on, she says, because baby, it's over now. No need to talk about it. It's not the same. My love for you is not the same. So she just tells him. Yep. I made the decision. We're That's done. It. We're Boom. done. So we're Goodbye. Done. See ya. Right. Don't let the door hit you in the woo-hoo. you know on the way out. <laughs> and she says, I "Guess it's better to say goodbye to you." Goodbye to you. So yeah. love that song. We talked about um, Patty Smythe a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I just she has got an amazing voice. Very underrated artist. Yep. Scandal was a good band. This song is probably definitely their biggest hit. And uh, I could I could just listen to her sing the phone book. She's got an <laughs> amazing voice. Her and Bonnie Raitt. Mm. I could listen to them oh, yeah. anytime. So, good stuff. Good song. All right. Boys. So, w- did we miss any? We probably did. <laughs> we probably, <laughs> probably did. We probably did. What about uh, "Oh No" by the Commodores? Yeah, yeah, that's one. I can't tell you why by the Eagles. Mm. Oh, that's a good one. The one you love by Glenn Frey. Are you gonna stay with the one you love? You right. going back to the one you love? Come on, a little cover tune. Uh, Willie Nelson, always on my mind. That's a cover too. Yes, Elvis. Elvis. I didn't realize Elvis, Elvis did that. Elvis released that first. in the 70s somewhere. Yes, wow. I remember my mom having it on an eight-track tape playing in the car. So. Wow! I never that's realized my, that was a cover too. That's my reference. That's the only place I can go on that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see here. Separate ways, yep. worlds apart by Journey. Yes. I'm going to use that one, but we talked a lot about that a few weeks ago, so didn't want to rehash that song again. And uh, If You Leave by Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark, OMD, mm. from the Pretty in Pink soundtrack. That is, uh, that's a great breakup song. Again, it's the, the whiny guy. If you leave, don't leave now. Yeah. Please don't take my heart away. <laughs> and just like uh, Andy had ripped Blaine's heart out because he saw her after he was stupid. And, you know. Uh, and another good one here, Wrapped Around Your Finger by The Police. Oh, yeah. So, basically, a guy's uh, got this girl, and he's wrapped around her finger. And then one day, she'll be wrapped around his finger. The tides turn, don't they? Yes, they do. One song I couldn't stand in the '80s, but it's a great—I mean, from a breakup uh, song standpoint, it's spot on. Is "Against All Odds." Mm-hmm. Take a look at me now. I never like that Phil song. Collins. But uh, oh, me neither. He's Sounds very. So uh, he's really depressed. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's pretty sad. Take a look at me now. He's <laughs> breaking up, man. Yeah, give, us, give us the slack, he's, man. He's crushed. Yeah, I know. I should get <laughs> Poor guy's heart's breaking. I'm dumping on him. That's terrible. <laughs> um, Don't You Want Me was another one I thought about. I thought long and hard about that one because this is one where it sounds like they were together when. Neither one had really done anything with their lives. One becomes kind of famous. Well, back just, when she was working as a waitress in a cocktail, a cocktail bar. bar. Yeah, yeah, much yeah. is true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he picked her out. See, we know. <laughs> Shook her up and turned her into something, turned her around and turned her into something new. 
But then five years later on, she's got the world at her feet, and you know now he's still like a nobody, and so now yeah. it's kind of the, the tides have turned. You know, success has been so easy for her, but he can he song. can bring her back down. Is what he's saying. It's kind of a kind of a threatened song, but uh, kind of. Yeah. I, I say kind of. I mean, I absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think I think we've exhausted our list. Am I right? But there's always many, many more. There's always many, many more, and I'm sure we miss some. So get on the Facebook page, Living in the 80s. Tell us about them. What do we miss? Here's one we're not going to miss. We're going to play it as our outro today. Um, this is from White Snake. It's Here I Go mm. Again. Uh, listen to these lyrics. I don't know where I'm going, but I sure know where I've been. Hanging on the promises and songs of yesterday, and I've made up my mind. I ain't wasting no more time. Here I go again. Come on. There it is. Sing it. So, thank you guys for joining us for another week of Living in the 80s. We'll be back next week. And we just may, may have a song we're going to write for you. Maybe. I think, Maybe. I think we're going to have to make it happen. We're, that's going to take a lot I, I, of work on our part. I don't here. know about that, but yeah. You know what? We'll see. If anybody can do it, can oh, do it badly, it would be us. We could terribly do that. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you for joining again. Thank you for your evening, gentlemen. And everybody out there, thank you for listening, making us one of the top and the 10%. top 10 percentile of podcasts in the United States. In, in the world, yes. Of in the world. Of all of her. All of uh, all the galaxies. So, yeah. yes. All right. Here's White Snake. Thanks. Take care. God bless. sitting around talking about some really cool tunes <laughs> and this is probably about as cool a song as there is wow lying alone with my head on the phone thinking of you till it hurts I know you're hurting <laughs> I couldn't go any higher but what else can you do tormented and torn apart oh that hurts <laughs>